You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us on Real Presence Live today. We are here at the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck, North Dakota. I'm Karen Solensky along with Father Logan Obergewich. Um, we are your hosts for today. We've had a great show so far. Um, great guests. And um, also honor our fathers for Father Joshua Eli of the Cathedral of Holy Spirit. Um, he was nominated for, he will be getting donuts in the near future here. So it's kind of exciting. <laughs> If you, ever, if you ever want to hear anything by Father Eli, you can tune into the Rufus Report. Oh, it's yes. It's on the so cathedralparish.com. <laughs> and yes, so just go has. under the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit website, and he often does this Rufus Report, which is of his dog. His dog. And yeah, his dog roams around the rectory and, and is, a, is a very kind hearted dog, just like Father Eli. So, But we have our next guest available with us. Um, we have Sister. And Germaine, um, and she is uh, with us, and she's going to visit with us a little bit about Maryvale. So welcome, Sister And Germaine. How are you today? I'm wonderful, wonderful. Great. Thank, Thank you, you for being with us. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had heard a little bit about uh, the um, women's retreat that we had there, but um, I'm going to let Father visit with you here a little bit, and, and we'll, we'll tie that in as we go along with your conversation here. Okay. Thank you. Sister, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a sister? I grew up on a farm near Dunseith, North Dakota. I'm the fourth of 13, and um, I was a real farm girl. I was the, the one that would go out, get the cattle, and milk the cows, and and work in the field, and so forth. But um, anyway, uh, we had uh, sisters of St. Joseph in our parish. And I admired them, you know, but um, they were never really attracted, you know, to me. But um, as a, you know, a, as a possibility of a vocation. But um, my parents uh, had great faith, and no matter how hard our family was going through difficulties or whatever, and the farm life, they always, always were faithful to church. And also in the winter, and my dad was in the choir also. But um, the uh, we had family prayer. Um, my uh, Our chores didn't stop us from attending services at the church and so forth. And my parents, um, and, you know, we went through a lot of poverty struggles at the farm at that time. I've been a religious now for 62 years. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. A great celebration, because I really love my, my vocation as a religious, a pure gift from God. But um, my um, parents had great respect for the pastor and the local sisters of St. Joseph. And I think that's a part of, you know, what helped me to, to grow in that faith and respect. But part of my education was at Notre Dame Academy in Willow City, uh, North Dakota, Mm-hmm. And um, when I was in high school, I worked for my room and board. And Father Stephen King one day um, came and gave a retreat day for our students, the high school students mainly. And there was something that he said, and I still don't know exactly what he said, but triggered in me to stop at the chapel each day to um, 
ask the Lord where the path was for me. So I kind of wanted my own path, and I don't um, remember what Father said, but I used to tell the Lord, well, Lord, I'm 16 years old now, and I uh, about for me to think about my future, and this is what I want to do. I want to get married. I want to live on a farm with a white picket <laughs> fence. I want some horses. And, but I'd go on like that. And then kind of under my breath, I would say, but if you want me to be a sister, I will. But I really didn't want God to hear that part. But that was the grace. That was the grace. And then one day, as I was working for my room and board, the principal of the school, Sister Mary Patrick, whom I deeply respected, she um, just walked up to me as I was wheeling this cart of milk for the day students, and she invited me to become a Sister Mary the presentation and to, to join them in August of that year. And so there was a, a deep joy that kind of just broke inside of me, and I knew that's what I needed to do. I thought first, first maybe my sister, and I said that before, my sister Yvonne, I said she's more intelligent than that than I am. <laughs> But that didn't work, and I was grateful. <laughs> but my parents supported me. They needed me at home at that time, really. But I left home at 16, and I went to Spring Valley, Illinois, for my formation of three years. Before I made my profession of vows of poverty, consecrated chastity, and obedience. And then after I made religious profession, I was asked to go to Chicago, and I studied there for two years and became an x-ray technologist. And I worked at Spring Valley Hospital and in Botno for a number of years until I was asked to go into other ministries like vocation ministry, formation ministry, Newman ministry. I went into mm -hmm. several different areas of ministering pastoral care in our nursing homes. And, and the Lord just kept opening doors to me um, even if I was inadequately prepared, but he kept leading the way. So I've got a lot of great stories and experiences in my life that only were from the Lord. Well, it sounds like it, sister. You know, just a few things that stick out in your story is that support from your parents living mm -hmm. a faith-filled life growing up and just how much that had an influence on you. And mm -hmm. truly for our listeners being... You know, if any of you are parents practicing the faith, how much of it actually impacts your children. It's a beautiful thing. And then that daily going to the chapel after that suggestion from Father King, uh, uh -huh. just, you know, going to the Lord and just being more slowly opened up to what he wants for you. And then you just saying you having that joy when you joined the Sisters of Mary of the Presentation. And so now you said that you were working at a hospital for a period of time or a nursing home. What's the mission of your order? Our mission of our order is, uh, well, we started in France, in rural France, back in 1828. We started in a small rural parish after Father Fleury had returned from um, well, religious persecution. He was in, you know, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, escaped from the, the French Revolution anyway for a while. But anyway, um, in his small world parish, there was a need for education of youth especially and the return of people to church because they were unable to practice the faith or have Mass in that for a number of years. And so our community began 
as an apostolic community, which means that we're not a cloistered community. We're apostolic, serving the world people through education, which now our schools, we had several of them that are now closed, but also in health care, mainly in rural areas. So we have a hospital in Botnovala, Harvey, and Spring Valley, Illinois. And we were invited by either a clergy person or, uh, you know, somebody from the area to come to those areas. Um, so our, our charism is to live out in that spirit of our founders, of Father Fleury, Louise, and Laurent Marchand, which is evangelization and care of the sick, education and the formation of youth. And in 1956, again in service of the poor, we were started missions in Cameroon, Africa, uh, for education, health care. And right now we're building a hospital in Douala, Africa. And also a year ago about, we started a mission in the Congo, which is a very poor and also rugged and maybe dangerous place. But we're there at the call of the Lord. So our mission or our charism is certainly under Mary, the mother of God, as our sisters to Mary, the presentation. But we're apostolic to serve the needs of God's people in whatever way that we're called to do that through who we are. Yeah, that's amazing. I, you know, it's just, I, I don't think people realize how, you know, how far you go. I mean, you know, I mean, the different countries and everything, I, I honestly had no idea that that was, that, you know, that you went to those different places. That's, you know, that's a definite grace from God. I mean, that's amazing. So. Yeah, when I was over, so four years ago, I went to Kenya, Africa, where we have a Bismarck mission. And it was amazing to see when I was over there, how many seminarians and religious there were, uh, just the explosion of vocations over there. Even if in on the United States, we it looks like we're um, kind of decreasing in vocations. Just how the the church is just rapidly growing in in uh, Africa. So it's really beautiful for me to see there. There's a lot of joy and zeal over there. Mm-hmm. Really is. There really is. So how yeah. many how many people do you how many um, sisters do you have here in in North Dakota? Right now we have 11. Okay. That's who we are. And are they located in different areas in North Dakota, or where are they located at? Right, right now, Sister Mary Agnes and I, Miss Sister Mary Agnes is in pastoral um, ministry at our hospital nursing home here, and I um, am more in the parish. I okay. do visitations to homebound and the nursing home and uh, help with different programs in the parish. And that's and then, in, huh? Is that in Harvey then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Sister Sharon Poole, she uh, is in Nativity Parish in uh, Fargo, and she does uh, parish ministry. Okay. And then otherwise, they're at Maryville. Um, we have our our leadership is there, and then Sister Dorothy Bunce, which I was going to mention later, but I'll mention her now. She's the one that really got the spiritual center started and has been doing that for the last 25 years or so, but she uh, has been having some real health issues right now, and so has been unable to um, 
carry that forth. And so um, I, the two of us have teamed doing women's retreats um, each year for like 30 years, and that started by a little seed, which if we have time I can talk about it, but when I was vocation director, but then um, other people would ask us about doing a women's retreat. And so we've been doing that like for 30 years now maybe in the, uh, during Lent. Okay. And then a couple of years ago, some women said, well, how about doing it also in the summer? So, so hold that thought, started. Sister Jemaine. We're going yeah. to need to take a quick break, but hold that thought because we are excited to have you tell us about those retreats that, um, at Maryvale. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Sister Anne Germain from Maryvale. Stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are on our last half hour of the show. It's been a great show today. We are here at Corpus Christi in Bismarck, North Dakota. I'm Karen Solansky, along with Father Logan Obergewich. We are your hosts for today, and it's been... um, Actually, it's been a great day, hasn't it, Father? It has. And we are with Sister Anne Germain, who is a sister of the Mary of the Presentation, also known as Maryvale. So Maryvale offers many different things. Sister, we were just speaking about retreats. Can you tell us about what you do on those retreats? How are they um, run? 
and who participates in them. Okay, the retreats, well, we have various uh, types of retreats, like this past, the, the, the priests from our diocese make their retreat there. They have one in, in uh, was it May, and then they have one in November. And then just last week we hosted the chaplains of our pastoral care departments in all of our facilities, and then also the North Dakota chaplains. And so various, various groups come to Maryville because they love the atmosphere of the, well, the atmosphere of prayer in the house because our sisters are those prayer warriors. But also our grounds are absolutely beautiful, and especially this year. They're so conducive to prayer and renewal. And so we hosted, you know, many different groups like um, uh, our, in our health care. We have our uh, CEOs of our health care that come usually in September and um, other um, different agencies will come to Maryville. We even have quilters that come because oh, they love cool. the atmosphere <laughs> at Maryville. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we set up rooms with tables and um, electrical cords and whatnot, and they they just have, you know, it's a renewal for them, and, and just, again, that, that spirit that's there. Mm-hmm. But um, Sister Dorothy Bunce and I have been doing, well, she started it, but then we've been doing women's retreats now, I'd say, like, for about 30 years. And when I was vocation director, I started doing, like, a weekend for young women and that, and then that grew to um, to do uh, a, a women's retreat, and then from there, uh, we um, uh, just kept doing it. Sister Dorothy would, would lead them, facilitate them. But then there was a group of women from New Rockford, North Dakota, that had asked if I could come and help facilitate or to get started a prayer group for them as women. And so now that's about 30 years ago, and then they asked about, What's the possibility of our group coming for a retreat? And so Father John Olderman was at Maryville at the time. And so he and myself facilitated that. Then I asked about opening it up to women. And so that's how it got started. And so we've been doing that now for, you know, a number of years. And, And it's just, like I said, the atmosphere is so wonderful for renewal and spiritual formation. And our chaplain right now, Father Don Lipon, again, is God-sent. The women this last weekend that I was just there um, so valued his healing presence through the sacrament of reconciliation and our hour of prayer together. And so um, we've had various topics in all these years, Um, the potter and the clay. We actually had somebody that is a potter, come over and um, did a demonstration of pottery on the wheel and talking about the scripture. As they were doing that, we read the scripture. And then we had one on the call to holiness. The last two years now, we've had it on discipleship. This past year, we used um, uh, Ed Shear's book on uh, Into His Likeness, Be Transformed as a Disciple of Jesus. So we've been talking about discipleship and the call to prayer and integrating that. And another one was being the beloved of God or our call to holiness and mission. And so um, the Lord, we keep praying for what topic, you know, we need to 
focus on, and we ask for evaluations to as suggestions from the women. And so they give us some, and so that helps us to know where we're called to go. And so how, so, how go often ahead. do you offer um, the retreats? Is it, did you say twice a year? Yeah, we've been doing it about okay. twice a year in March during Lent and then in, uh, in sometime in the summer. Okay. And is there a cost to attend those? Uh, we uh, think the cost this past year was $95. Okay. And then we always have on our flyers, always, if there's anybody that cannot afford to do it, to you know, the cost uh, to come. You know, we don't uh, let the cost hold people back. Okay. So like a scholarship type thing people can get or? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Or so, if they need to only pay $10, they pay $10. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's wonderful. That's that's a nice way to open it up to Part everyone. Mm-hmm. So, do you offer the retreats to, you know, like like I'm thinking Real Presence Radio, if they wanted to do a staff retreat there, are we able to do that there? <laughs> sure. You just need to call Maryville okay. and schedule it. But um, we are changing, you know, the like the ownership, and I'm not sure how, you know, this is still in the process. Mm-hmm. But the Diocese of Fargo is going to be taking over the ministries of Maryville. Oh, wow. Because we don't have the sister staff anymore to do that. Sure. And our mission, our charism is evangelization. And so to keep that charism alive, in a sense. And so that's all in the process. But our sisters will continue to live there, a section of the facility. But the um, the the uh, functioning itself will be through the diocese of Fargo. Okay. But none of that is there yet. Yeah, that is so good. And just in speaking about retreats, all priests are required to actually go on a retreat once a year. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a time where even if we look at Jesus, he goes out to the mountain to pray um, mm-hmm. with the Father. And you just spoke about... Um, being a beloved of God and how important it is to spend that time and how a retreat can be a source of renewal, just uh-huh. to spend that quiet time with God, receive some talks on evangelization or a discipleship or healing, and then go to the sacraments, reconciliation uh-huh. and, and mass. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great, sister, that you you host those retreats. You know, and to think that you've been doing it for 30 years with all these different things, I mean, that that has to say something for, you know, your organization because you don't see that happening that often. You know, a lot of times it'll last maybe 5, 10 years, and then they seem to fizzle out. So what do you think is is the, the key for that to keep those going? I think that, well, maybe our website, but also people have that powerful spiritual experience and so they want to come back. And there's a bonding that happens with the group. Like a lot of times it's the same group that comes back because they have built a Christian community and a safe ground with each other. And, and I think that's another powerful drawing is that they are a community, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they have a place to come like Maryville uh, for that to continue to happen for them, you know, um, and next year, you know, the thought keeps coming to me over and over as I've been praying, Lord, what do you want the theme of the retreat next year to be? And um, 
it's been coming to me over and over again as I've been reading and praying. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, she says, um, one of her main quotes is that God is thirsting for you, and then are you thirsting for God? Mm -hmm. So that's going to be the theme for the retreat, for women's retreat next year. And that will be powerful. That's that. That's an awesome theme. So you know, that, I think through prayer again and and uh, and the Eucharist because she had great devotion to the Eucharist and you know that's falling on the wayside for a lot of people and we need to to do what we can to instill that deep meaning of the Eucharist and prayer. So that's going to be the thrust of it. Yeah, sister. Just with everything you've shared, you've been a sister for a long time. Is there just a want a particular way that you see Jesus uh, work in in your life? You know, your mission is evangelization, part of it too. Um, just can you give us a particular example of a joy of evangelization or an encounter with Christ where you see some or you see someone come to? increased faith. Can you just share us a particular example of that? Well, one one little example I can give when I was in Illinois, and I wasn't in pastoral care then, I was just kind of uh, in ministry uh, with the women and that, but I was at the nursing home, and um, there was a Catholic woman there, her husband was Baptist, but her husband was in the dying process, and I had said to her, I had this beautiful prayer experience that for the dying when that time came, if she'd like me to come. She had two daughters and a son. And the son was kind of estranged from his dad. But I was doing the prayer service, and at the after, after I read the gospel of Jesus uh, uh, saying, I'm the resurrection and the life, anyway, I invite people to come up to their loved one and to say something in their ear. You know, I love you, Dad. It's okay, Dad, whatever. But the mother came up, and the daughters came up, and all of a sudden, the estranged son came up. And the dad was mm. comatose for a couple of days. And all of a sudden, when the dad heard his son's voice, he threw his arm around his son and held him for like two minutes. Mm. And that made a believer out of me. That ministry, you never know how God works. So yeah. I'm just, like Mother Teresa said, I'm a pencil in his hands. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and th those are the things that people need to hear because, you know, it's amazing. The, the power of prayer, the power of God, you know, uh -huh. and and uh -huh. that is such a blessing to hear from you. You know, we're going to take a quick break, but we'd like you to stay on for a few more minutes. You have some okay. really good stuff to share with, with our listening audience. So um, okay. if we're going to take a quick break, and we will okay. be right back with Sister Anne Germain. Stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Have you forgiven those who have hurt you, especially those who abandoned or left you after taking their own life? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus says that you can only be forgiven by God if you forgive others. It is one of the most important things you can ever do. For if you don't, you are jeopardizing your own salvation. When you refuse to forgive someone, you are not hurting them. You are only hurting yourself. Forgiveness is a critical part of the healing process, which includes forgiving yourself. Also, forgiveness may not be nearly as difficult as you think. 
So join us and learn how to forgive, and God can fully forgive you through His love and mercy. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. My name is Father Gabriel Wauero from the Diocese of Duluth. I've been a priest for 12 years in the United States. I am very happy to be a priest. I have watched many people receive peace because of a priest. Many times I meet people in grief. I meet people who are suffering. I meet young people who have lost their way. And as a priest, through prayer, through sacraments, through counsel, I have seen the peace of the Lord in their hearts. I believe every one of us needs this peace. And as a priest, we are able to bring that peace of the Lord to, uh, to, them, to them, whether they are on their sickbed, whether they are grieving a loved one, or whether they have been hurt by someone else. I love being a priest, and I think everyone, every young man out there, should consider becoming a priest to bring the same peace the world needs so much today. listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. We are having a wonderful conversation here with Sister Anne Germain. Um, we are at the Corpus Christi Parish in Bismarck, North Dakota. I'm Karen Slonsky along with Father Logan Obergewich and it's just been a great conversation, hasn't it? It has. And sister, so one of your upcoming retreats is going to be f- focused on I thirst, which is what Jesus says from the cross. Uh-huh. You mentioned Mother Teresa. That was kind of a motto of her life. She um, uh-huh. wanted to satisfy the, the thirst of Jesus. But also we know that the human heart thirsts for God. And so how have you seen or can you speak on God's thirst for us and the, the human heart's thirst for God. Can you speak into that in your ministry? Well, I think God's thirst for us is um, that um, hunger that people have that they don't know what the hunger is. And that it's really God that's, that's um, thirsting for them, or that God wants them so badly to be um, His beloved. <laughs> You know, and then when people are in that suffering and dying stage, or you're just in the suffering, um, they're they're uh, uncomfortable in the sense of not knowing where to go, and yet it's it's God. And we had we have prayer on the loudspeaker every day, and Sister Mary Agnes visits with everyone. Our clergy, we've been involving no matter what faith tradition they are, to come and to visit their their people in the hospital or nursing home which has been very difficult with COVID because that's put a big limitation on a lot of that spiritual um, care for people. So we try to do the, the best that we can through um, prayer. And yesterday, when we do this once a month, we have a, a circle of prayer in our hospital that um, one a young man, uh, kind of a, uh, a son of one of the uh, employees, um, attempted his life. Anyway, all the employees, it was the sister announced it on the loudspeaker, 
to gather for prayer for this family and for this young man. And so there was about 30 people from our staff that gathered in the front lobby to pray for this young man and his family. So those are things that we in Catholic health care and for us as that mission, um, and it's the other people of other faith traditions will call sister and say, Sister, how about can we gather for prayer for so-and-so? So hopefully as we have that Catholic identity of, of um, the love of God and, and mission to serve his people, that this is igniting faith in others and that we can become that faith community. I'm not sure if this answers your question, but it's an environment that we try to develop and hold. And how amazing is that? You know, when you think about that, that, that power of, of, of prayer, you know, is just yeah. going to be so instrumental in so many people's lives. And, and like you mentioned during the break, you know, so many people have fallen away. And, you know, how do we get those people back? I mean, you know, we have children that have fallen away. We have family members, um, you know, and it, it, it's a heartbreaking thing. But, you know, we just have to continue to pray and hope that they do come back to the faith. And that's the thirst of God. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. And we just, you know, I think, um, I, I don't know, I, I think, you know, right now our world is in a very different place. And, and so we just... And like I said, I'm just going to keep continuing to pray to St. Monica and <laughs> mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, someday. Saint, yeah. Yep, yeah. See, so we're can... another pressure that we have as, as Catholics is the saints, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Other faith traditions, I'm not so sure if they even, you know, consider that at all. But just the witness of St. John Vianney today, you know, you is got somebody it. that they didn't think was had any ability at all. And look at what he did. <laughs> And Father mentioned that. I think you had some really good inspiration on him. Yeah, even just when he was first assigned as a, a pastor of a parish, this, this little village of ours, he got lost on on the road to it. And so he needed some assistance. And there was a young boy working out in the field. St. John Vianney at the time asked him how to get to ours since he was lost. The boy showed him to the parish and St. John Vianney's response to him was, you showed me the way to ours, and I'll show you the way to heaven. And wow. so yeah. it's just, he's a great witness for us today, just as mm-hmm. Mother Teresa yeah. and, and St. Monica. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, Sister um, Jermaine, can you tell us where people can find more information on Maryvale and, and how to keep up to date on, on your retreats? So Maryvale has the website, so I think that if they just click on Maryvale, the Sisters of Mary, the website, presentation uh, web page. Okay. And that website is sisters of Mary of the presentation dot org. Yeah. Okay. And then is that is that where you if you're interested in doing a retreat there, you go there as well? Is there like a contact place? Yeah, I would say that or else just call Maryville. Okay. Seven oh one eight four five two eight six four. Okay. Wonderful. And if you're ever driving through Fargo, I mean to Fargo or that, going through Valley City, stop over at Maryville and just ask if you can, you know, tour the property or, or just walk around the grounds. It's a, or if you want a retreat day, it's a wonderful place. We do have men and women who come for just private retreat time, but okay. they just schedule it. And is that north of Valley City, correct? Is that where it's located yeah. at? Okay. Yeah. 
Valley City, North Dakota. Okay, uh-huh. for all our listeners out there. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with us? You've been a great um, guest today. So much information. You have a wealth of knowledge, and we thank you for joining us. But, you know, if you have some final thoughts, we would appreciate hearing those. Well, I just, um, like I said at the very beginning of our conversation, that I deeply love my vocation as that special gift from God. And I know that um, God has used me in so many ways um, for his service, that it's not me, that that it is him working through me because I'm not uh, an intellectual, you know, I do what I can through the grace of God and the grace of obedience. So I just encourage other young men and women who maybe get that nudge from God of the possibility of pursuing a religious vocation to check it out because God uh, needs them and the world needs them and the church needs them. Yep, absolutely. And you know, Father Obergewich was kind enough to come to our Altrea group um, this past um, Tuesday night. And he shared his his um, you know journey to become a priest, and it was just so enlightening. Um, you know, we are very blessed with um, all of you. We need you in our lives. Um, you know, we appreciate everything that you do, and um, thank you again for being with us today. Okay, God thanks, bless. sister. Thank you. You're welcome. Yep. Bye. Well, Father, we are on the home stretch here, I guess. Um, it's been good being with you today, <laughs> yes, Kenner. Yes, and I, I thank you very kindly for um, for taking the time to do this with us. Hopefully we'll be able to continue. We'll see what Monsignor has up his sleeve if he wants to continue. I hope he's going to have you continue. <laughs> Just watch but. out for those bikers, everyone. He's down at Sturgis pretty soon here, and uh, yeah, we want him back safely. So. Yeah. Thank you. And again, we would like to, you know, just um, mention Father Josh Eli. Um, He was nominated for our honor, our father's program. Um, He is the pastor of the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit here in Bismarck. And um, Mike and Karen Nathy nominated him. Um, Great priest. Um, Very blessed to have him as well. So um, we're going to give him donuts sometime here soon in the near future. So. Anyway, I guess we are ready for um, to go to back to Fargo. Mark will give us a preview of our next show. Mark, are you available to do that for us? Yeah. Okay. Um, on the next Real Presence Live, Monday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Brad Gray and Janine Bitson are your hosts, coming to you live from the Fargo studio. Todd Mickelson from the Friends of Chimboti will discuss a community effort to bring water to those in need. Then, Ken and Mary Ann Dupong, Michelle Dupong's parents, will share her story. All that much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Monday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Great. Thank you, Mark. We appreciate that. And yes, Michelle Dupong, very, you know, was lots of stuff going on there. I don't know if you have some stuff to share, Father, on that. Yeah, so Michelle Dupong, she is in our Dakota Catholic Action, which is our Bismarck Diocese paper. You can read about her there very inspiring story. She was known to have a joy-filled faith and just so uh, an abandonment to God's will for her, as Bishop Kagan mentioned in the paper. Just her joy-filled faith and her unconditional um, wanting or wanting God's will for her was what made her holy. And so many people that I know personally said that she was a very saintly person. Unfortunately, I never got to meet her. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because Haymarsh, near Glenall in North Dakota here in Bismarck, is where she's originally from, which we are very blessed to have someone like that, you know, that 
focus ministry, um, a lot of different things that she did. Um, so very, very, very blessed. So, And I think we, um, Father, I want to thank Father Obergewicz again for um, for being with me today. And if you want to say a final prayer for us, for our listeners, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, since it is the feast day of St. John Vianney, I was thinking we could end with a prayer for priests. And this is what he had here. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, please give to your church today many more priests after your own heart. May they be worthy representatives of Christ the Good Shepherd. May they wholeheartedly devote themselves to prayer and penance by examples of humility and poverty, shining models of holiness, tireless and powerful preachers of the Word of God, zealous dispensers of your grace and the sacraments. May their loving devotion to your Son Jesus in the Eucharist and to Mary his mother be the twin fountains of fruitfulness in their ministry. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. That was, it's a beautiful, you know, dedication to priests. And, you know, I don't know what we do without you guys, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, and just any priests listening today, just a, a shout out to you. And just knowing that we have a great saint of the church this day for uh, priests, the patron saint of priests. Yeah. Well, thank you for staying with us today with Real Presence Live. Um, again, I'm Karen Slensky along with Father Logan Obergewich from the Church of Corpus Christi. We wish you all a beautiful day, and um, we will stay tuned for next week, Monday. We don't have a show tomorrow, so stay tuned. God bless. Take care. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.